When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. The Michael Reed Show podcast. Tune in weekdays from 9 on LMFM. To contact us, email now. Michael at lmfm.ie. Uh, Minister for Justice, Helen McEntee, joins us. Uh, good morning, Minister, and thank you for joining us, as always, good on morning, the Michael. programme today. We have a, a number of issues uh, to talk about uh, this morning, but as a, a TD for me, at least, I'd like to start by asking you about uh, the AirGrid North-South Interconnector, if I could. I think Mark Foley, the CEO of AirGrid, was very clear yesterday. Contracts have been signed in some circumstances. Other contracts are waiting to be signed as soon as uh, this court case in Northern Ireland concludes. Uh, at that stage, they're ready to go ahead with what is the only viable option. That's to go overground, and they hope to be complete by 2024. Are you surprised by what you're hearing? Well, good morning, Michael. Um, while I didn't get a chance to, to see the committee directly, I did read the transcripts back. Um, and I mean, look, Airgrid have always been clear, or they have themselves said that they believe this is the only viable option now. At the same time, for the past I would include myself eight years and before that my own father and Damien English and other colleagues working for this on the last 12 to 15 years, we have consistently pushed and asked and uh, requested that new technologies, that the various different options be looked at, be reviewed and that no matter what happens that we are looking uh, at the best type of technology and, and mm. as we've seen over the years it has evolved and it has changed now, we have asked for, and, and this is not the first time, we've done it many times, a further review, uh, taking on board the fact that time has evolved and it has elapsed in the last number of years. Mm. But there is a possibility that the technology again has evolved and changed, but in particular, looking at the options of AC versus DC and what that might look like. Now, I, I did hear Mr Flynn yesterday, I heard uh, that he, or I, I read obviously that he had said that for this type of project, for it being the, the type of spine project connecting north and south and as part of the overall grid, AC is the only option here. However, we have consistently asked them to look at the possibility of DC. So as far as I'm concerned, particularly given the fact that government has committed to review this again, the mm. Taoiseach gave that commitment. And he was clear though, Minister, right. sorry to cut across you, I mean, Airgrid are clear, it's not possible, the physics uh, don't uh, allow this to happen. One of the reasons uh, he said is that the maximum is a line of 50 kilometres, uh, and he went into various other reasons and so on, but regardless of uh, whether he, he's right or wrong, that's his view, uh, and he's sticking to it, and he is of the view that this review will confirm that he is right, or that Airgrid is right, more to the point, and that is what Minister Eamon Ryan more or less said a, a couple of 
weeks ago. So it seems as though this is full steam ahead. The review is going to be a short exercise to confirm that it should go overground and that this will be overgrounded and complete by 2024. That's what we heard yesterday. Well, what he has said clearly, and, and I don't dispute the fact that the AC that we are talking about has not in any other jurisdiction, I, I, I believe, and I don't dispute that, been put underground for more than 50 or 60 kilometres. However, the option of DC, which is the direct current, they have consistently said we wouldn't use this in a type of project because it's more likely that it could potentially fail or there could be problems. Mm, like but Texas. I believe that we need mm. to continue, to, and, and he did, he mentioned mm. Texas where there were problems, but we need to continue to, to question this, to query this, to look at the technology as it evolves and to ask the question, well, it hasn't been done anywhere before, but that's not to say that it can't be done in this instance, it can't be done if we explore this further. And, and you know, whether it's individual mm-hmm. landowners I'm speaking to, whether it's at yep. the many public meetings I've attended, engaging with many ministers, we have consistently raised these points. And again, this review that we have asked for and that we have sought, um, and I don't think anything will go ahead mm-hmm. while this is happening. And, and we need to be very clear on that. And I think he was clear as well yesterday that they will take part in this review. They will respond to it. Mm-hmm. And I don't think any of us can... But Airgrid were clear, Minister. So, I'm sorry, and I don't mean to argue whether it is possible or not possible to go underground or overground or whatever, uh, because Airgrid is saying what they're saying. But they're also saying that the review will be complete uh, in line, in tandem with the decision in uh, the North's courts. And that's what Eamon Ryan, the minister, said uh, as well. Well, we, we don't have a timeline for this. Um, I have written to, as have my colleagues, Draymond Ryan, to go through with him the exact terms of reference. But that is what he said, Minister. Are you worried about that? Well, again, until I get confirmation of that, and I mean, this review was sought by all of us, so I, I think it's important that we're part of this, that we are part of the terms of reference, that we are fully aware as to what the timelines are here, and we don't have all of that clarity yet. So we have sought a meeting, unfortunately, it's Possibly not a meeting I'll be able to attend, but I know all of my colleagues have sought that meeting also to sit down and go through this process. So I would fully expect um, that we will be given that opportunity, given the fact that we are the ones that have, have sought this and we have done so okay. for, for many, many it'll be years. Fi- it'll, be fi- it'll be finished in weeks, though. So if it is finished in weeks, it won't be the kind of review that you're talking about. And we'll just hear very, very briefly what Eamon Ryan said about this about a couple of weeks ago. Um, really focusing on the... Uh, on the range of independent international studies that we've done on this issue to 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 look again at all the analysis that they presented to to uh, uh, get confirmation that that the analysis and and thinking behind it is still uh, absolutely appropriate and correct and and I'm very keen that we do that in a proper a quick manner to confirm what has already been decided in a time frame that will coincide with the decision that uh, is expected to to, uh, approve uh, the project in uh, the courts in Northern Ireland. Does that concern you, Minister? Well, again, without having sat down and gone through this and the terms of reference and been given a time frame myself, which I don't believe any of my colleagues have, um, we would expect to be given that opportunity um, and that the terms of reference as to exactly, I mean, yes, I think any review would look at work that's been done previously. It would include the independent expert review where we had three experts that were appointed possibly over 10 years ago now to look at this. But, uh, you know, 10 years is a long time. Things have moved on. Things have evolved. And I think we need to take all of that into account. So until we sit down and go through all of this with 
the minister and I appreciate what he's saying. He wants this done in a timely fashion. I appreciate that there's many people that want this project to go ahead and I don't dispute and, and, and I think neither do many of the local residents dispute the need for it. But do I think that if this doesn't happen tomorrow that the lights will go out? No, I don't. So I think that we need to make sure that whatever we are doing, however this project progresses, that the needs and the concerns that have been very validly raised by so many people for many years, that they are addressed. And until we can do that, absolutely. Um, I, You know, I want to speak okay. to the Minister again on this, and, and I think all of us do. OK, well, we'll uh, hear more undoubtedly in the coming weeks. Uh, Minister, you've uh, uh, announced uh, the establishment of a Community Safety Innovation Fund. At least you've agreed this in principle with Michael McGrath, the Minister for Public Expenditure, and this would see money that is seized from drugs gangs going to drug services. Well, what we've agreed is that we would establish a new fund. Um, This fund, as you've said, would be a specific fund for communities to be able to uh, apply for uh, various different projects. And it might be anything from an organisation applying for funding where they support people with mental health or drug problems. It could be funding that's required to develop amenities in an area. Uh, It is very much going to be focused on community safety and this money itself well, we haven't agreed a number because this is this is something, thankfully, which which we've managed to, to agree now. But it's outside of the budgetary process, which wouldn't normally be the route that we would go. And um, but this money will be very much spent back in local communities. But it will be decided by the communities themselves how they want to spend that funding. So what's really important is that we have a structure in place. And last year what I announced was that there would be three pilot programmes starting. This is part of the whole reform that's taking place within Angarda Siakana with a particular focus on community safety. Those three pilots uh, are in Dublin North Inner City, Longford and Waterford, but I would also now include um, Drogheda as part of that because the recent Vivian Gearan report identified the need for a very similar structure that has been outlined in these pilots. How these will work is that a community... Uh, working with so community members, local activists, working with local authorities, members of Angarda Siakana, local schools, Tusla, all of these organisations will come together. They will identify what they feel are the issues and the concerns in their communities, what kind of a plan they want to put in place to, to address those issues. So as I've said, it could be anything from problems with drugs, mm. gangs in the areas, the need for greater amenities, the need for greater supports, greater educational resources. And they will then be able to apply for this fund and that money then can be spent directly back into communities. So it, it, it really it's, it's about getting money back into the communities where they have been most impacted by crime, by drugs, by the gangs. And, and you know, mm. we've seen a perfect example of how this has been impacted and, and how it's happened in Drogheda. It's an agreement in principle which will be implemented if it is to be implemented uh, in uh, the next budget uh, will it be realised and implemented in the next budget given uh, the constraints uh, that there will be on government spending and indeed uh, the need for revenue with government departments already being told that because of Covid and the additional spending and the additional borrowing that cutbacks will be needed well, I, I have been given a commitment that it will be. Uh, as I've said, it, it is unusual to agree a new fund, and this is a completely new fund outside of the normal budgetary process. But I have been given a commitment that there will be funding allocated. Um, obviously, you know, what we want is for it to reflect the proceeds of crime and funding that is coming in through 
be it on Garda Síochána or CAB, and at the same time acknowledging that there's a process with those as well where funding has to sit for a certain period of time. It has to then re- be redistributed. It then goes back into the exchequer. But um, Michael McGrath has, you know, I, I think he fully understands the need for this funding, the need for it to go directly back into communities. And so he has given me a commitment that this will be realised in this budget. And what I hope really over time is that as, firstly, we start with the three pilots and and include Drogheda as part of that as a fourth, that when these pilots develop and every single county has their own community group, that this funding will grow and grow uh, and obviously more people will be able to access it. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm confident that we will have funding in this year's budget. OK, you've also uh, announced a, a new approach to policing and uh, a, a piece of legislation that you hope will make people feel safer in their communities. Well, the, the digital recording bill, this is something I think that has probably been d- discussed for a long time and we've seen in other jurisdictions where police have on their person a, a digital recording device uh, we've seen how this can be an extremely useful tool, particularly in very difficult situations. It's useful for gathering evidence. It's useful for for where you arrive on the scene of a crime or an incident, and you're able to to gather that info evidence in real time. Now, of course, what we need to make sure, and one of the the main things that we've been dealing with over the last few weeks and months, um, is issues and concerns raised by the Data Protection Commissioner. We have to be able to balance, obviously, the need for the Gardaí to be able to do their work in the best way possible with an individual's right to privacy. So what this legislation is doing is setting out a framework for the introduction of this new type of technology. Uh, For the body-worn cameras, it would be very clear that if a Garda enters a situation and they're wearing these, they have to alert people to the fact that they're turning their camera on. It won't be on all of the time. Um, They have to make sure that they follow proper procedure and that there's proper oversight. But I think also importantly for people in this legislation, many will be aware of the community CCTV schemes that were established a number of years ago. And unfortunately, there were also concerns raised by the Data Protection Commissioner around how they were being managed and how they were being monitored, essentially. So we've worked through a lot of those complications with the Data Protection Commissioner. So as part of this legislation, we would hope to see these type of community projects re-established. We've been working very closely with our local authorities, with members of Angarda Siakana, and as this bill progresses, we'll be reaching out to them to make sure as many people can engage and that communities you know, can look to apply to have this type of scheme. Maybe there might be um, an increase in crime in the area or it might be a village that just decides we would like to have community CCTV. We think it will make us feel safer. We're going to work with the council and the Gardaí uh, and we're going to progress with this project. So there's other elements to the bill. It's, it's about working with other partners. It's about the Gardaí working with Dublin Airport, the Port, Transport Infrastructure Ireland to make sure that there's technology there that they can work with other stakeholders to access if there's crime happening, if they need to look at what type of car has been in an area, who has been in a particular area at a particular time and on all of this information, obviously balancing people's rights to privacy and respect with uh, with the need for the Gardaí to have this type of technology to, mm. to tackle crime. So it, 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 it will take a bit of time. It's not going to happen overnight. We're talking about a huge amount of technology, a huge amount of storage capability, but it's something that we'll be developing over the year and hopefully into the next year we might start to see it being realised.
Okay, well, it's uh, another piece of many pieces of legislation that you brought forward uh, in uh, your time since becoming a a minister. You've been a a busy minister and a reforming minister in many ways, uh, Minister McEntee. Uh, But I I take it uh, that uh, you'll be tidying your desk at this stage and uh, focusing on other matters. I will. Well, I, I'm, I'm unfortunately technically not Minister for Justice at the moment. Um, Heather Humphreys has taken over in that role as of today, but I'm in my constituency today. I'm, I'm, I'm finishing work. I'm crossing my T's and, and dotting my I's and obviously trying to make sure that, that I have as much work done as possible. But hopefully in, in, um, in, ho- hopefully I'll, I'll maybe be able to take a little bit of a break before baby arrives and, and, and I have maternity leave, but really, really looking forward to it at this stage. Mm. Will you be able to tune out for a bit? I hope so. We'll we'll see tomorrow now. Um, but I I, I hope <laughs> no, so. <laughs> no 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 alarm clocks. No no alarm clocks. Unfortunately, I'm I'm waking at the crack of dawn at the moment, okay. so I'm, I don't think alarm clocks will be needed. But uh, I suppose there's plenty of things to do to make sure I'm I'm as prepared as possible. So I've no doubt I'll I'll have a busy week or so ahead of me anyway. Well, it's a, an exciting time for you and your family. We hope all goes well and that all, all is well and. Uh, Wish you the very, very best and uh, hope that you manage uh, to uh, enjoy uh, your maternity leave and your time with your new baby and uh, that uh, you enjoy the time uh, that uh, you have uh, now to share together as a family. Uh, And uh, we'll talk to you when in October or so. Thank you, Michael. I'll be back before you know it. Okay. Thank you very much indeed, Minister. Thank you. Thank you indeed. Uh, That's uh, the Minister for Justice, Helen McEntee, Finnegale TD. For me, these two goes on maternity leave today. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.